Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny but fairly cold Santa Cruz, California. Tonight in the house, we've got... Oh my god, that was so good, Isaac. Yeah, you nailed it. Are you good. taking notes, Charlie? You didn't even let him finish. Yeah. You nailed it. No, because he had that look of desperation in his eyes as he was passing <laughs> it to me. Because I have the list, because we have so many people in the garage tonight. Well, we only have a couple I don't know. People. I don't know half the names. So, hey, everyone. This is Liza. Hey, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. <laughs> All right. I and, like uh, this theme we're going with, man. <laughs> And uh, next to me, running the boards, we got uh, Douglas. Taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. <laughs> I love it when you do that. Uh, over in the corner, we got Bagel. Wherever you go, there you are. And then next to that, we got a Naked Jam. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, we got over here, we got Craig. Hello out there. Then we got, I'm sorry, sorry to get interrupted. I can hear Josie the cat meowing. (laughs) She came in the garage for the first time in months and she broke her hip and crawled over into the bike shed and is locked in. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) We're just going to leave her there. Well, let's just continue. We got knock. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Then we got Isaac. Meow. <laughs> and we are packing him in tonight on the pretty girl couch. Oh, I stole Kat's line. First off, we've got Emma. What am I supposed to say now? <laughs> Hello, darling. Thank you. Then we got Kat. Hi, I'm Isaac. <laughs> you could have taken mics. How you doing? Then we got Jake. Howdy. What is Next is up, we got... vibrator under the couch? No, what is going on? What is going oh. on? I thought that was to give way. The couch lives. Hold on, hold on. I have to explain to the <laughs> Underneath the couch, which is a van seat, lives the motorcycle jack. Cat is resting her foot on the jack lift pedal and is slowly awesome. raising and lowering <laughs> the couch and scare, thus scaring herself. She no, I, I swear to God, it, it sounded like a vibrator. Stop jacking off, Kat. I thought that was around your neck. Everything sounds like a vibrator to you at this age. It does. Uh, it does. So we're not That's done. Glory. We also have a quiet mat. No mistakes, just happy little accidents. <laughs> yeah. And then we got Charlie. And Charlie. Scooter lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we got Duncan. Oh, Next up, we got John Dalton. Hello. And then Jeremy. Hello, hello. And then we've got uh, Fruit Loop, Mike, out still working on his bike. Always. He's, he's resourcing the zip ties now, last I heard. The last so. thing you do, once it gets dark, is fix your lights. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling him. Can, can, I, can, I can I stand in for Mike? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Hey! How you doing? How, nice. how you doing? And then we have Bex out there helping Mike. Mm-hmm. So there may be some other interruptions. <clears throat> um... Real quick, uh, Duncan, can you ask Angela, who's sitting out in the backyard, to let Josie out of the bike shed? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we don't have meowing throughout. She was like answering whenever you <laughs> listed yeah. off somebody's name. All you hear in the background is meow. <laughs> I know. Cat. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> I should just squeeze her whenever, <laughs> whenever it's my turn. What, what Josie is saying is, kill me, kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to listen to this shit all night. 
night. <laughs> so it's been cold and rainy. God, since the, and we and yeah. the, we had the holidays, so it's been a long time since everyone's been here. So it's really cool to have everyone here again. Uh-huh. And we had the parking lot packed today. We yes, hit the pocket, have. man. We hit the pocket of like four days of sun. Well, and yeah. it's gonna be shitty on yeah. Monday. I'm curious. Week, it's gonna be shitty on Wednesday. Yeah. Raise your hand if you have been riding the last two days. Fucking a. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, a lot of people. Everybody. Yep. Well, it's making up for this week. Suck. There's I my commute's around because we're sur- surrounded by mountains. I've had so many slides and stuff and long like five hour commutes. It sucked. I wish Wait, I could have taken. And life. you live downtown. You don't live in the mountains, man. Oh no! I was going. Over I engaged four wheel drive to get to work, and it still took me two hours. Dang. I had to convince the PG and E guys to let me pass over a closed road, and then wow. they just about shit their pants when they saw me get out and engage my hubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been nice. pretty crazy. But people showed up, and things were done. And one of the first things is Charlie got his rickety rackety scooter running. It lives. Yeah. And then you proceeded to try and kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a good time. What, Mike, I wonder Mike what the was like, is. I trust him really way fun. more on the Daytona than that <laughs> yeah. fucking little old shitty 50cc so, scooter. Yeah, what is a scooter? It's. I think it's like a 1985 Honda Aero 50. It is mm-hmm. exactly that. It's it was, a two-stroke. Yes. Yeah. It was pretty funny because I look. I look over and uh, there Charlie's got the thing just laying right on the ground <laughs> on its side. Looked like he was standing on top of it at one point. Well, we had a switch out the petcock and like fix that stuff and rather than draining the gas just lean the thing over I mean it's a piece of shit so I mean what's gonna happen but the beautiful thing is next thing you know I turn around one kick and the thing fired up yeah So, Charlie, how fast did you get that thing up to today? 35. Doesn't <laughs> 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 it, it only go 30? How old are the tires? I have no idea. Original? What, they, hold, they held air. That's all I cared about. <laughs> was, was there a uh, full tech tuck involved? There was, yes. Was it was it, pinned. Was I mean, it took a while to get up there. It was probably <laughs> the most terrifying 35 mi- miles an hour you can get to. But Was there a downhill involved? <laughs> no, actually, I mean, it can hold 30 pretty well. It's right. You can't really those, go fast. Those hamsters are old and tired. And <laughs> yeah. Well, all, all I did was clean the fuel system, um, get the petcock flowing again. We had to, like, once we did that thing with it where we sucked on it it wor- started working again yeah you gotta we sucked it. on it and we blowed through the other port and then it like kind of freed it up and it was now it was flowing gas oh nice did you um, do uh, new plugs or new plug it's the same plug i sandblasted that thing okay <laughs> um and then i ho- i i didn't have the key so i hot wired it and it now it just runs like a champ Oh, the, none of the lights are working right now, but <laughs> now what? Do you, now what do you do with it? You're running that thing without an air filter, right? Is it, it has one. It does. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I don't know how good it is, but <laughs> so is it made? Of I like, don't know. It's actually though. a rat nest. Is it made of like plaid or a dish sponge or? It's something. I mean, I don't know if the oil pump's working because there's it, it like mixes the oil for you. So oh, I don't know if it's actually getting lubricated. So it's just kind of you know run the thing. <laughs> um, some. <laughs> Some curbs may have been involved. <laughs> oh I will not think in you, I will not think in you. Hey, Duncan, unless you're on a mic, you can't talk. Did a little bit of a jump, so it was a good time. Passed a couple nice. cars. And then uh, John Dalton. Hey. You had some success today. I did. Yeah. I did. So I had these diaphragms that I was pretty skeptical on. Uh, for my 81 anymore. Virago, yeah, they don't make them for my uh, for my model anymore. And then I ordered them from uh, from someplace in English, JB Industries or something like that. And then, um, oh, well, they've yeah. got to be good if they're English, darling. Oh, for sure, for sure. They 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 turned out fine. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it? Sweet. No, yeah, you, you, it was cool. You, you it, were a it, little sketched at first. I was though. very sketched because it says on the instructions to just go ahead and like you know take your carbs out and then just like tear this the the metal ring on top. Just go ahead and get some you know some snippers and then just tear it off. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you know pretty much like Emma was saying, I don't really have another choice. And then Liza was like, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> and so I did, and it runs <laughs> yeah, yeah with like, some help from jeremy well, hold on a second awesome. but it ran but the thing was tuned to uh for a bike with a leaky diaphragm yes right? uh with a few holes <laughs> in it yeah yeah when i first changed it i remember it was like about seven or eight months ago uh knock was like yeah i need to change those bro i'm like oh yeah okay <laughs> like well it runs now and yeah four months later i'm like okay well yeah so for some people it's um a daunting task trying to find new diaphragms they're just not available or they're very expensive how much do those yeah. end up costing for you 40 bucks oh that's not bad wow. yeah because yeah, 20 um, each the, the i mean this is so typical for mikuni and kahin carburetors that have diaphragms you can't get them separately yeah. from the right. manufacturer you know they come with a slide yeah and, and you're talking like 200 bucks oh yeah. easily yeah mm-hmm. a couple hundred bucks a carb man another option for virago owners you can actually get conventional carb kits for them um, but those are expensive as well. I mean, they're like two fifty. I want to say for a couple of carbs. Oh, so, yeah. um, it, it actually might be worth it to go get new carbs from eBay. Kind of like risk, maybe. Well, but when you're talking yeah. an old bike, well, you can get the same thing all over again. Right. Yeah. Those came yeah, from eBay, true. but then also whenever I'd see other resources, even Virago forums, they always pointed back to the uh, JB Industries. Okay. So yeah. Okay. I but I have encountered that there are people who have made molds and are making diaphragms for mm-hmm. old bikes and selling them on eBay. Right. Mm-hmm. Very affordably, because what you're getting is just a hawk of rubber. Right. right. I mean, right. it's. And if there's none out out there available, it's pretty good money you can make. Yeah. I imagine. You know, I think if if. I was starting from scratch with a Virago. I dumped the carburetors on it, which are a known weak point on that bike anyway, and mm. put a, a normal slide carburetor conversion kit on it. Yeah. Just kick down the money because mm. um, it saves you so many headaches. And it's not just Viragos. All the older Japanese stuff that has rubber diaphragms, it's going to get to the stage where you just, yep. you know, you're going to run out of options for these things. Yeah, so it's really great when you can find the diaphragms. And right. Boy, well, you were trying everything but that. And the rubber boots, yeah. too. Rubber boots are really hard to find. Right. For, mm-hmm. like, old CBs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had scoured the internet for months trying to find uh, car boots for my CB400T. And end up wounding, uh, wound up finding some from this obscure website. Ordered two that was, like, 40 or 30 bucks. And uh, I got them, and they were they were... They worked, but they were really squishy. And when you bolted them down and made them snug, it would it would deflect, Def- dis- deform? distort the uh, or deform the the boots and cause an air leak. Oh, great! So you ended up having to use uh, the gasket sealer anyway. So right. Hey, but, Emma, but at least they were new. Yes. Yeah. Without going into a half half hour conversation, what are some of the methods you've used to re- try and resurrect old boots? Because I know I've heard boiling them. Right. And I've heard also like lathering them up with like Vaseline or something. Baby yeah, yeah. I mean, there's various methods, and the truth is none of them work. <laughs> when the rubber, it's synthetic rubber. I mean, this is an important thing for people to remember that on a any Japanese bike, except for the tires where there's rubber, it's a synthetic rubber. So it's basically 
elasticized plastic. Yeah. And when it gets hard and funky, you're done. Yeah. The best solution is if they're hard and you've got no other options, you can put boiling water on them and soften them up, assemble them. Right. That's what I was going to say. For assembly, and it makes it pliable and less likely to crack. Exactly. And that's the problem. When you're trying to force the old car boots on, it'll crack them. But as far as making them pliable forever again, nah, you're done. Is there like a maintenance that you can do to reduce that? No, not really, because it's cycling of the engine. I mean, an engine, by its nature, it gets hard. Well, we'll start at the beginning. You go out to it in the morning and the engine's stone cold. You fire it up, it gets hot. You get to where you're going, you turn it off, it goes cold again. And repeat that thousands of times over the life of the bike. And it's that cycling. Hot, cold, hot, cold. It's hell. It's hell on metal. Mm -hmm. But on plastic, on rubber, on gasket material, um, it really beats these things up. So there's the problem. Well, John, I'm glad you got that done. <clears throat> Unfortunately, yeah, you emotionally gave up on the bike before you fixed it and bought another bike. <laughs> I did. I still have a backup plan. <laughs> In the true to my credit, <laughs> to my credit, though, I, I stayed here every weekend, he and I was hoping for one of those awards, like, oh yeah, most consistent, because I, I think I like missed two weekends all last year. <laughs> but like coming here, wrenching on uh, on the Virago, it'd always be uh, one thing and sucker. then another thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I think it was a lot of it was just like, yeah, go for it. No, there's a little bit of hope. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, here, here we are. So yeah. I'm still going to give it another couple months. I mean, I'm glad that I have, you know, something to ride on, though. It's just driving me nuts. But you know, and, Jonathan, I'm so proud of the progress you've made because just in the in the short time that I've been coming down here, I've seen the progress you've made on that bike and yourself. Oh, I know. Front I mean, the to way back you, now, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. But the way you approach things now is very, very different. So even if you were to give up on the bike, you've still got all this knowledge you've accumulated that you can put into the next bike. And that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm, It's just mm -hmm. experience. Well, John, I tell you what. For this week, I will give you the Triumph of the Week Award for sticking with it. both bikes and I'm going to ride the Triumph and then we're going to go on a nice ride. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's going to be shadowed by Bonehead of the Week. (laughs) Goes to... Who's getting it? Isaac! Isaac! You were a pain in the ass yesterday. (laughs) What did you do? He spread the love. What'd you do, Isaac? What happened, dude? So, um... There's at the end of the story. There's going to be a good lesson and a bad lesson. Um, so, uh, no one got hurt. In Friday, the I did not ride. It's one of the few days I don't ride because I usually ride to work every day. Uh, Thursday, I ride. It's fine. Friday, I don't ride. Today, I go to go to. Uh, yesterday, I go to go to work, and uh, and I was going up towards the freeway. It's six miles to work, and it feels very squishy. And at Ew. that point, I made the decision. Ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'll check it at work. It's Classic. probably. It's probably just super low. It was way lower than I thought. I I got on the freeway. (laughs) I went six miles. I got off the freeway. I made three turns and... My the bead just came off my rear tire. <laughs> no shit. It had two nails in it, and the wow. and the tread two. was and the tread was delaminating. Yep. And uh, and so I just parked it there. I left it overnight. I took the paneers with me, and I brought the wheel back from my other ST today. Um, <laughs> I got awesome. a lot of help too. Like a lot. Bagel, bagel came down and and brought a compressor to see if we could pop back on. But then we realized it had nails in it, and uh, uh, Jake tried to bring the trailer out and. Uh, 
Yeah, and and Liza like <laughs> left her trailer out for me, and and uh, and Cat worried that I was dead. Um. <laughs> I, I am at lunch, and I get a text that says, "Do you know Jim's number? I fucked up." <laughs> and I'm like, usually that means that somebody's crashed, so I'm calling, and his phone is off. Oh. For the record, if you send anything like that again, Isaac, and you do not have your phone on, I will personally find you. No, <laughs> you must have contacted her first because the text I got was, "I'm fine." Tire came off the bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got like 40, 40 Facebook messages know. in rapid succession See, going, are you okay? Should I call you again? Are, you, be, are you okay? <laughs> I'll be honest, I was disappointed. It's like reading the end of the book first. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the lessons. The good lesson, the, the lesson that should be taken away from this is if it feels like your tire is flat, pull over and check if your tire is flat. Mm-hmm. The lesson that should not but could be taken away from this is if your tire is flat, you can probably make it about five miles so long as you don't take a lot of turns. <laughs> it was the turning that was the problem. <laughs> it was also the stopping. The stopping. And it had really nothing to do with the high speed on the freeway being the problem. Oh, no, no, I think that was fine. No, no, because it was it was on the bead until he got off the freeway and made the turn. I, it was and yeah. It was the, the beat off. It was yeah. the change in. Mm-hmm. Is so the change you can go as fast in, as you want. You're good. It was the acceleration, <laughs> deceleration, and like the, and all the, that, and the low speed turning that yeah. forced the bead off the rim. Yeah. In a straight line, it felt fine. What about high speed turning? Would that be fine? No, uh, no, that would be catastrophic. I was glad I didn't take the fish hook. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I, I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, it feels kind of crap. I guess I won't take the fish hook today. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been a bad one. Yeah, Lucas called. Anyway, well, hope my parents stop listening to the podcast. And then the cherry on the top, cherry on the top of the bonehead, was after all that. I thought I lost my wallet. When I got home, he was here waiting for a ride. He had abandoned all hope of getting trailers. He couldn't get vehicles or people. He gave up. A little while later, there's a knock on my door. I think I left my backpack in the garage. Okay, let me go out there and unlock everything. No backpack in the garage. Oh, maybe I left it in the side room? Or maybe it's in the house. So we're out there searching the parking lot everywhere at night. Can't find it. I'm just like, uh, dude, I'm sorry. And you can tell he had this kind of that panicked, oh, shit, all my stuff is in there kind of look. So I'm trying to help him. But I'm like, I don't remember seeing a backpack. (laughs) He leaves. And not 30 seconds later, I get a text. Found it. Yeah. Yeah. I responded. It was in the car that you came here to look for it in. Wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. Is this worse than me drilling at my ignition? Um, I think that's worse. No, 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 it's not. It's not? Okay, good. <laughs> well, I mean, the ignition, it's just the sound it makes. Well, well and the fact it was knock. Yeah. That's really kind of what really drives <laughs> it home. my bike with the a knock was actually doing it. Congratulations, you bonehead. Woo! Yay. So we got um, some other pretty cool news. I don't think everyone here in the room knows, so you're about to find out. Oh. Craig here. Yeah. He's got some new news. If you guys recall, um, Craig's been here before. He was an MSF instructor and had some fun stories for us. He beat me at the gorilla flat track. (laughs) (laughs) Once. It it, it was the long legs. That's why. (laughs) He'll never fall over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Craig, you went and did something silly. What did you do? I took over two motorcycle schools. I'm now the owner of two motorcycle training schools. Where are they? What cities? So it's called Pacific Motorcycle Training, and we have two schools, one in South San Francisco and one in San Jose. Sweet. Nice. 
And um, the first question is, what kind of bikes are you using? Well, we just bought about 20 motorcycles in the last Yay! month. Did that feel wow. fun? It was pretty fun. I shopping was, spree. I was doing the one, all the shopping. I've been I've been putting several thousand miles on the trailer that I got in the car. And so we got Hold some. Hold on. You got a trailer? I got a trailer. Oh! I don't need Liza's trailer Yay! anymore. <laughs> I emailed her every few days, seeing if I could borrow her trailer. And so we got some early 80s Suzuki GN125s. Cool. That's awesome. Um, we got some old boat. We call them boat anchors. They're late '70s CB 125s. We don't oh, know. Cool. We're actually oh, wow. using them to store 20 year old gas in right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're not sure if we're going to get to those. Um, and we got some mid 2000 Rebel 250s. We got some GZ Suzuki 250s. We got some Suzuki DR. 200, some mid 2000s. Yeah, buddy. That's uh, what and, I learned on. <laughs> and then we're going to hopefully strike a deal with Honda. Honda decided to sponsor our school, and no we're going to we're going to get a cut a deal where we're going to get comp some Groms. So um, we're pretty excited about that. So um, that, right, right. So th those will be for the shorties, and um, we'll, we'll uh, we're gonna have a good time with those. We haven't quite finalized the deal with Honda, but we've get, been getting some good feedback, and it looks like it's gonna well, go I'm, through. I'm curious about your uh, your your protocol with your with your school. What what exactly are you teaching in in so many few words? Okay, so we're going to be offering the basic rider course that is mandated in, if you're under 21 in the state of California to get your license. So we're linked in with the DMV. So once you take and pass our safety course, then you're going to be able to get out of the riding portion of the DMV motorcycle test. Yep. So you'll still have to do the, a, a short written test at the DMV, but once you pass the safety course, you'll, we're going to be able to offer licenses. Sweet. And so you're going to get a, a DMV form and a a waiver in the mail um, once you pass our safety course yeah and then pretty soon cool. we're gonna be offering intermediate riding courses and advanced rider courses and those are really great because you bring your bike to it and we work on all kinds of fun stuff decreasing radius turns we work on advanced braking techniques we work on advanced counter steering trail braking and uh, uh, a bunch of fun stuff out there and it, it, it entails classroom and uh, riding Portions. Nice. How do you yeah. find instructors for that? What's your criteria, and do you have to be licensed? And like, what's so? It's a pretty intense process to get become a licensed instructor. You have to do many, many different things. Is um, it like Navy SEAL training, where they just beat you with like, <laughs> <laughs> a bar of soap? They make like, you carry a log. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. We beat you with old motorcycle chains, rusty ones. They oh, have God. to be rusty. Um, and there's some hazing involved. Yeah. Um, but um, once you go through all the details of that, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but there's many details. But once you get licensed, then um, you're able to teach the state-mandated curriculum. So basically, you have to get licensed by the state uh, of California to become a motorcycle instructor. And once you go through that whole process, then we can hire you. Cool. On average, you can come how long work does for it us. take? Yeah. It depends on your commitment level and if you can get into the different training. Uh, but anywhere from five to... 12 weeks 
depending on on your schedule and cool. the schedule of the the training that's offered because sometimes it's offered coming up and sometimes it, it's it's a little ways away and sometimes you have to travel to do the training sometimes it's only offered in LA what and what program are you using? So the the main program that the state of California is using right now is called Total Control Training. So they created the curriculum that is used by all motorcycle training schools that are state mandated in the state of California right now. As long as you're following that core curriculum, can you tweak or add things to that? So there is a, a, a mandated course that uh, all the ARCs, the IRCs, and the BRCs, which is the basic riding course, um, you, there's not much flexibility. Uh, but what our school is going to be offering is called MRE, which is more riding time. And so what we're going to be doing with students who aren't quite ready for the street, but they've passed the course, uh, but they're not feeling quite comfortable to ride the street. The ones that dump the bikes and like <laughs> hit other riders on the course. That's right. That's right. People <laughs> once they got kicked out of MSF, right? right exactly. So that's when we're going to be some doing some individualized improvisation. That I think what you're talking about. So we're going to be working specifically on your weak points, whether that's braking, clutch release, or counterbalancing or whatever your weak points are with riding we're going to be able to work that out with you well, on a one on one basis like more yeah exactly one on one and that's that's really where a lot of people excel is is one on one do they do they yeah. have like a training. course where you do one-handed riding when you put your middle finger up on the other hand? Is that is that is part of it? Exactly. That's that's day four. We do <laughs> rings of fire, wheelie schools. Is that is that the base, and, uh, is that the basic stunt rider course? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I actually had something. <laughs> I had something else in mind. Mm -hmm. We only have a handful of good chariot riders here. Ooh, I'm yeah. wondering if if we donated some chariots. Basic chariot. Could rider you train course. some <laughs> chariot monkeys? Yeah, I can talk to my some partners BCR. about that. We might be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I would like to see more chariot riders come up in the game. So uh, you, got, you got the big parking lot for it, right? Right. Yeah. We got a massive oh. parking lot. Nice. Yeah. Basic monkey course. And what days of the week are you operating? So in San Jose, we're we're operating five days a week. Um, so we're going to be offering weekday classes, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then we're going to be offering nice. weekend classes, which is a Thursday evening classroom. Then all day riding on uh, Saturday and Sunday, whether you're in the morning or afternoon class. And then in South San Francisco, we're going to be offering weekends only and so if you're looking to sign up you can go to www.pacificmotorcycletraining.com or you can give us a call at 408-634-6768 if you if you guys out there would like any more information cool sweet nice. well, congratulations yeah, thank you guys so much right i've been excited trip. to share the news we just had to wait for the deal to go through and it finally did so uh, i'm very happy to be here I'm very happy to let you guys know about it that's awesome and of course you know when you have new riders and they want to know what bike they should buy you're welcome to send them down here we're glad to help them Rebel 250. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I wanted to cover some news that came up. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the, the message that went around about the new proposed tariff on bikes. Oh, yeah. 100% tariff. So, I wanted to explain. So, here's the deal. Um, there's... Okay, they're calling it insane tariff levied on motorcycles uh, buried in Euro and U.S. beef hormone trade dispute. What does mm -hmm. that mean? So um, what that means is this has actually been going on a long time, the beef trade dispute. 
since the 80s. Yeah. Um, Europe has been banning uh, buying beef that has hormones in it. <clears throat> and we use a lot of hormones in our beef here. But beef is a huge industry. So um, we were restricted on where we can sell. And so they just announced, and this is a U.S. government, said, look, <clears throat> if you don't buy our beef, we're going to levy a 100% tax on European motorcycles. We're talking BMW, Ducati, Vespa. I mean, everything that's coming out of Europe. <clears throat> Triumph. Um this would double the price. This is, it would destroy a lot of our community. Um, I mean, it's going to, people would be out of jobs. The, they price the bikes out of the market. Um, you're also talking then with less competition that other bikes, you know, prices may go up because the competition is what brings prices down. Well, and remember, Triumph, uh, Triumph North America had hit its best sales year ever last year, and so th- there you go. Triumph's killing it right now in so, America. So, a couple of things. I, I found it interesting. I went back. Uh, I, this con- this alarmed me. I, mm-hmm. I immediately uh, messaged somebody at AMA and said, whoa, is this for real? What's going on? Did a little research. Found out that this exact same proposition was pitched in 2003. Yep. The exact same. Yep. So, and 2010. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. I and found one from 2010. Well, who can who can remember the last time there was a major tariff placed on foreign motorcycles? Well, as I'm oh, sure Emma knows, we go back uh, to 1983. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan uh, put a tariff on foreign motorcycles to save Harley Davidson. Right. And some people said it did work, and some people said, actually, well, no, it was all these other things that Harley put in place. Well, that definitely that helped. Saved. Well, what actually happened back then is the tariff was placed on motorcycles 750cc and above. 700 and above. Well, it was 750. Right. So all the Japanese right. manufacturers made the 750 700s right hmm. and so that's why when wow. you scanning craigslist and you'll see bikes from the <coughs> early to mid 80s you see cb 700 what the hell is that right. yeah. wow. well it's a <coughs> ronnie reagan special <laughs> which was so, actually a pretty good bike itself i mean they're all great bikes and truthfully if you ride a vf 700 or a cb 700 they're indistinguishable from the 750. That 50cc sure. doesn't make a great deal of difference. Yeah, you know, you you're not going to feel it. Well, so the the question is, how? I mean, could this possibly go through? Could this possibly happen? It's entirely well, possible. But, sure. But in today's fucked up political environment, anything you know, this, possible. This iso- isolationalism plays yeah. right into that narrative. So right. yeah, I, I you're used talking to, about a lot of money. I used to have a well. There, this can't possibly happen. But now. With yeah, what's yeah. happening in Anything. our politics, <clears throat> I'm <throat> like, oh, wait a minute. Yep. The unthinkable could happen. Should we just let this stay in the hands of uh, the you know the politicians who are playing these games? Now, of course, the AMA filed and said, please remove automotive industry from an agricultural debate. Right. They too should not be linked, but yeah, it's it's totally two different fucking fields of whatever. It's like this, it's very childish that they would even uh, yeah. You know. And and if I can kind of interject here a little bit, this the, from what I can gather about this, this is basically a bargaining chip that the U.S. trade right. representative is using, um, because Europe and other parts of the world have have basically banned U.S. beef because of all the hormones and antibiotics and stuff that, that's used in it. Yeah. Um, 
and and they they basically consider our beef not being safe and i frankly i can't argue with that personally but um they're using this as as a bargaining chip to force europe and other countries around the world to take our beef which is it really has nothing they literally have nothing to do with one another other than the word trade and they're trying to force the hand of europe um and basically just so that the beef industry in the u.s can make as much money as possible by pumping all of our cows full of antibiotics and hormones well they have in common the fact that it's all to do with money. Yeah. So it's sure. it's just another money grab. It's just another way absolutely. to extort other countries into forcing them to take something that has been banned in their country for for not only years but decades. Right. Well, and and my, my, if I can just finish up my point, the the, the my thought is that if these uh, beef, the beef industry wants to sell beef to Europe, they need to make beef that meets European standards. Yep. That's as simple as it is. And yep. and because they refuse to do that, now we're put in the shitty position where we could be we could have all all import of European bikes ended. And, you know, Um, I couldn't agree with you more, Bagel, because, believe me, a Triumph that is sold here in America is a very different animal to a Triumph that's sold at home. Sure. Actually, I forgot to clarify. This is going to be 51 to 500 yeah, cc. there we go. Yes, right. So not all bikes are affected. Right, but, but we'll it, still get the new We'll still so get the new for speed dirt triple. bikes and yeah. like off-road machines. And yeah. of course, scooters are going to well, be every hammered. And, and the new yeah. riders. Yeah, they're they're targeting the new riders, right. the, the smaller displacement, as well as just the fact that in in doing this they're narrowing a market that's already narrow for new riders and they're cramping down on the motorcycle community in doing that because there's less options people are going to be less likely to find that bike that really shivers like makes them excited and and want to go ride well so it's just detrimental. you know who else it affects is ktm i mean look at the year ktm's (laughs) loving now man they're selling the shit out of motorcycles actually can i read the list of brands that would be affected by this, just so everyone's aware. Yeah, uh, it would be Aprilia, Beta, BMW, Ducati, Fantic, Gas Gas, Husqvarna, KTM, Montesa, Piaggio, Scorpa, Sherco, TM, and Vespa. All right, so we're all okay. Fifteen yeah. European brands. <laughs> hey, now. Well, so you might start seeing a lot of new, neutered six hundreds for beginners in that passage, yeah. or some or some five fifties Vespas. <laughs> so the the question here is: Do we just sit back and wait and see what happens, or do we take action? So what's the next step? Do we know that when this right. goes to so uh, right, your congressman? This is what the AMA yeah. does. Yes, the American Mo- Mo- Motorcycle Association. I know a lot of people are already members. Right. I'm I'm one. It's yep. what like fifty dollars. A year, it's I think? fifty bucks oh, a year, and if I could, feet. I've me and Liza have had this conversation many, many times, and I want to make this clear: this is a motorcycle podcast. This is not a political podcast, nor has it ever been. That's a subject we stay away from. True, but the one thing that I urge every single one of you listening to do: join the AMA. Yes, the AMA will fight on behalf of you it doesn't matter whether you're a republican it doesn't matter whether you're a democrat doesn't matter whether you're an independent you're a fucking motorcyclist join the ama they will fight political battles on your behalf that's what they do and those those are the important battles the battles that they fight in legislation that's the stuff that really matters whether it's this kind of stuff or access to open land yep none of us here care who you vote for it doesn't matter what matters is that you own a motorcycle you love motorcycles if you're in the uk it's the same join the motorcycle action group or contribute to the motorcycle action group or um bmf 
it's very, very important that we support these people because they can fight battles like this on our behalf. So you say yeah. join the AMA because yes. they'll fight battles for you, but how do you know you're on the same battles as them? Yeah. They have a newsletter. To, to they, there's a newsletter. A policy and list? Or right, anything? exactly. They have all that. And generally, the AMA, the very pro motorcycle yeah because yeah. i follow Incredibly. that too and and you know after we met uh was it Dick rob, Rick, dingman. Yeah, rob dingman right um you know you believe in it and because they do good look you know work they protect like you know some blm land that like mm -hmm. well i know like if you look in you know out in the desert near here uh the military wants to expand into blm open space right. that's for for outdoor recreation and they're the people that fight that fight so well, if you want to talk about losing you know two hundred thousand acres <laughs> and also a lot of other a lot of uh areas have tried to shut down uh motorcycle off-road parks because neighbors complain about the noise and the pollution or whatever and and there's there's very <laughs> little economic incentive for politicians yeah. to keep those going. Yeah, or so the AMA fighting for that is a right. huge, yeah, or makes a huge like, difference. Do you like lane splitting? Yeah, yeah that kind of stuff. And exactly. you know, for, for Doug, I don't agree with 100% of what the AMA does. Right. But yeah. I agree with enough of it Sure. To support them, you're not going to agree with a hundred percent of what anybody yeah. does. Yeah, well, and there's really no. But you've got to look at the there. big picture, and there's nobody else at doing that level, this. Sure. Nobody, no. if, so without them, you know, we're at the mercy of everybody else that's organized and financed and motivated. So. Right. Yeah, it works. So with. even if you're not interested in becoming a member to financially support, you can go to the AMA website, and you can get information there. You get they a, also yep. uh, on this topic. It's in there. Um, in their news, uh, there's a link there so that you can leave a comment for the U.S. Uh, trade representatives yep. to let them know, do not include this motorcycles in this agricultural trade. And, and believe me, if you say, well, I ride a small capacity Japanese bike, this doesn't affect me, it is going to affect you. Yep. Because the, eventually, when you take away half the competition... It's going to change what's left. Yeah, prices are going to rise for right. Japanese bikes. <laughs> exactly. Prices are going to rise. Quality is going to go down. Yep. Parts are going to be more expensive. Labor is going to be more expensive. It's all, it's the dynamic of competition is right. to create something that is not a monopoly. Yep. And by removing more than half of the competition, you create a monopoly, basically. And that creates what we all try to avoid because there's no competition, there's no lower rates. So that's what I recommend. Um, if you weren't aware of this, or you were, go to the AMA website and subscribe. AMACycle.org, I believe. And there's good perks, too. They throw in some good shit. Yeah, with you. yeah they they get, a, uh, you get a free tow. You get a magazine. They miles. have a free tow service. they got a lot of perks, but they're doing good things. This is exactly what we need them for. And, and actually, can I just say that AMA's Moto service is awesome. I have used it so many times. Yeah. And it, you, have, you, know, you got to wait an hour or so for the tow truck to come out, but it's free. It'll take you 35 miles, and you get it free with your AMA membership, so it's totally worth it. It's pretty bitching. Oh, fuck. I could have used that. AAA is useless. Right. Yep. motorcycle yep. riders. Exactly. That's yeah. why I got rid of the Like when I started yeah, riding. Yeah, but the premium costs like you up. You might as well just buy your up to it's butt like a, bike like at that buck, point. It's a right? buck twenty five a year. Yeah, not, no, eight. not for the premium. The, that's no. the basic membership. No, basic is fifty two. 
we had the like the gold Premium. You need the platinum or something. Yeah, you need the platinum. And well, platinum. I call and they're like, oh yeah, psych, we can't tow your bike. I'm like, literally, just a fucking pickup truck would do this. Right. <laughs> but, but AMA, it's 40 bucks a year with, with the membership and tow included and everything. You could uh, you awesome. could also gift somebody an AMA yes. membership. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. right. I think I would check on this as well, but I think Progressive might lower your rates by being a member of the per- AMA. Progressive. Possibly, yeah. That that I've seen that checkbox. Well, I think their partnership with is with Nationwide now, but but check, it might have changed yeah. back. I don't as know. long as we're on the subject of uh, of insurance, get CalStar. Yes. Yeah. Got it. I got it. I got it for Christmas. a year. 55 bucks a year. 65. Which I believe is actually... Is it 65? It's 65. Yeah, right. I just got well, it. It went up, but they have more services because they linked right, up. because they joined up. Yes. They yeah. company. It's yeah, more they, than just California, isn't it? Yes. It now, like it is. now it is. They, I just Very I just joined recently. up. Um, they're actually now called Air Medcare Network. Yep. yep. And they are over a wide variety of states now. So when you buy your, your coverage here, it's good in a lot of other places, so too. For those who... I think it's still callstar.org well it, I think that redirects that redirects it. you to yeah. the company where you can yeah. buy for those who don't insurance. know what we're referring to this is an insurance for a airlift medic uh, airlift helicopter insurance helicopter bitch. insurance yep. here in California there's so many places because we're separated by mountains we go dirt biking long distance riding stuff like that if something happens and you need to be airlifted because even here where we live in Santa Cruz there is not a trauma center if you get in an accident here you have to be airlifted they've taken you west to Stanford mm-hmm. um, uh, in a and Kawasaki so that can be <laughs> up to fi- that can be up to 50 grand so what, so what they do is oh, they at least they, 50 grand mm-hmm. just for the they work the with your yeah. You, they work with your insurance, and they uh, will bill your insurance up to what they will pay. Whatever your insurance leaves over, they will cover. <laughs> it's awesome. very much worth so. having. And I would have to think other parts of the country may have something like oh, this, sure. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should. It's yeah. very good to have. And at least with this company, everyone in your household is covered. So my parents are covered. So if my dad yeah. has a heart attack or gets in a car accident, mm-hmm. He, ha- he he's covered too. Um, it's pretty cool. Even I'm if one you're of not my related. Hmm? Like even if you're not related, <laughs> Any, to anyone in your my house. dad and I are related. Your house. Right. Yeah, so yeah, like but, your roommates are covered. So live, anyone living at your address yeah. is covered. Yeah, at your address. That's household. Awesome. Yeah. And I would like to just clarify: I don't actually live with my parents. <laughs> your parents live with you. <laughs> <laughs> they live next door. One thing I do, but I use their mailing address. One thing I do want to urge about this, though, is if you do get it, uh, everybody. Everybody, it doesn't matter if you are healthy, if you are sick, should have a medical alert. It is a, a type of medical identification that goes around your wrist or your neck. Have that identification, say CalStar or whatever helicopter company you go with. Um, blood type, blood emergency, type conf- emergency uh, contact, contacts, allergies, everything. So yeah. that you don't, you is don't what have to be falling on the floor and can't reach your beer. You just got to have one of these. That's <laughs> what medics look for. Are your allergies? Uh, trained to look for that. And if I had had my medical alert that said CalStar, I would have been life flighted. Oh, and wow. because I did not get life flighted, I got fucked over by the hospital because it oh. wasn't a trauma facility. Does it say so. like allergic to cats? Or does it say like it penicillin? Should. Penicillin? <laughs> it should. Yeah. And uh, just on a side yeah. note, a local CalStar pilot, very dear friend yeah. of mine. Hey, Sarah. She rides a 650 Hawk GT hey, and cool. a vintage 305 Dream. I totally nice. bumped into her at Walgreens, and she is a rad chick. Dude. Nice. And, she rides um, motorcycles, and she also like reports all the. Takes yeah. a she special type of person to do that. Flies for CalStar. <laughs> she, she's it. rad. Yeah. Cool. Um, in other big news. Uh, 
uh, Polaris called Quicks on, on Victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that okay, might, be, that might like be that might be a good thing though because it sounds like they're going to put more effort and energy into the Indian brand. Yeah, Maybe. I I liked the direction of Victory. I thought that was more progressive. Mm-hmm. I think it just goes to show there's value in the name of a defunct right. brand, mm-hmm. which is why they bought Victory. Yeah, and I think I, it just also shows that people refer, prefer um, image over performance. But that's why a lot of people ride. But, it's because but, it's just cool. But Liza, at the same time, I, I can't imagine that they're not going to roll the Polaris line into the Indian brand, though. Right? Yeah, rebadge yeah. Polaris because, bikes. I mean, that, that's Indians. a lot of effort that they put into developing know. all these engines and bikes yeah. and platforms. I, w- I would think, at least hope, that they would at least use some of that technology for the Indian brand and maybe yeah. have, have a line of Indians that's more you know progressive and others that are more classic, maybe. But don't worry, they did not kill the slingshot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it kills God. itself. It's, okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, no it's help like needed. KTM acquiring Husqvarna, you know? Like that so, 701 Superman, it's basically a, a KTM that's been rebadged and restyled. But it's nice. It is nice. <laughs> oh, it's I'd, I'd take one. So um, a few weeks ago, we had our Christmas party, and Douglas, you weren't there to receive your award. No. Why, why weren't you? I was deep in this shit. Yeah. Tell us about the well, shit. Well, you were there, man. <laughs> yeah. I was there. You weren't there, man. <laughs> uh, on the morning of December 23rd, mm-hmm. at about 4.15, I had uh, two of my two-stroke dirt bikes stolen out of my carport in my driveway. Oh, Bastards. So, and, uh, and your ninja was dumped, too. My ninja. So my oh. ninja was parked right next to them. They pulled the ninja out, the ZX-7R, dumped it on the ground, mm. and then pulled my... Uh, they pulled my two strokes out and stole them. So every morning when I get up, I go make coffee. As I'm doing that, I peek out my kitchen window to see if my bikes are still there. And uh, sure enough, one morning, they weren't there. <gasps> I and, thought he uh, was fucking with me. <laughs> hold on. Oh. Describe that feeling. Dread. Yeah. That was bad. Dread. Sinking feelings. Sinking, like, like, sinking comes like, to mind. You know, okay, so uh-huh. I want to say, before we get into this, that um, I leave my bikes under a carport, or past tense, I left my bikes under a carport. <laughs> uh, open view, uh, not locked up. Basically, you could walk in and walk out with one of them. Now, way, you, way, up chose, in, way up in the mountains, though. Way up in the mountains. Yeah. This, is, this is on Upper Zioni. In well, like mid Zioni. It's not a common road that people just go up. Yeah. It's, so it's usually I, residents. I, I put my coffee maker on, and I started making my coffee. And I looked out, and then I saw Zeus on the ground. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. And so then I walked outside, and then I saw there was a big space beside Zeus. And then I was like, well, that's where my... CR250 goes and that's where my RM125 goes and they're not there however the uh, TTR125 my XR650R supermoto was still there everything else and, was still uh, there and the yeah Cat's XR650R supermoto yeah. was there and uh, the YZ250F was there mm-hmm. they wanted one thing two strokes mm-hmm. so 
Um, Wait, I thought they're called do-drokes. Do-drokes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One thing, daughter cycles. (laughs) (laughs) If you saw my last Facebook post. (laughs) uh, So my my neighbor... It sounds like you've got a... Run my daughter cycle. Do-drokes and daughter cycles. (laughs) Where'd you get your own shoes from? So, So my neighbor comes over at... At like eight something, eight fifteen, eight thirty, and pounds on our freaking door, and Kat and I are dead asleep. We, we can we sleep through everything shit. apparently. And then uh, he goes to work. I come outside, find the the bikes there. I call CH. I call the the cops. CHP shows up, takes the report. Homeboy gets home. I go to his house across the street because he's like, I got video uh-huh. of something. So he shows me video at 4.15 a.m. Uh, there seems to be a, a, a very, very short U-Haul pull up in front of my house, lets two individuals out. Another camera angle shows them walking into my carport and then walking off. I was going to say, up in your neighborhood, fucking Sasquatch could have come out of the woods and be caught on the camera. Sure. <laughs> we would have been less surprised about that, right? obviously. The, 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 the video does not prove anything. There's no license plates. There's no identities. There's no nothing. Mm. All I could just decipher... Just stolen, huh? It, was, it wasn't All I could elves. decipher from this video was that it was a U-Haul short van, no overhead... Very, very boxy with lights on every corner, and it had a red panda on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, we watched it like 60 so times. I, yeah, after after we saw the video, at about 1 or 2 in the afternoon, uh, Kat and I, that, mo- that afternoon, decided to go out hunting. No, oh, no, okay, let me back this up. Uh, I blew this up on Facebook. Yeah. An hour after I learned the bikes were gone, I blew it up on Facebook. I posted everywhere. Everybody shared everything. And then uh, we were about to go head out to to look for them. And then some random dude in Ben Lomond, which is the town next to us, was like, I saw your bike on the road. I just saw it. I chased him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm towing a toy hauler of my own. So mm-hmm. I couldn't keep up with him, but he dumped it. He got back on. He kept going. This yeah. this is where I saw him. So we jam over there. <laughs> Go flying, flying oh, over there. <laughs> Nothing. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I'm I'm stopping people on the road. It's it's like two days before Christmas. People are are on vacation. I stop and talk to people. I give them my card. Say hey, if you hear this, that, or the other, if you hear some really loud, obnoxious, ring, smoky ring, bikes ring, on the road, ring, they yeah. shouldn't be there. You'll know them. Well, and also our friend Kenyon, his trailer, his racing trailer well, we're was getting to that. Yeah. We're getting great. That. that happened like a week, uh, probably a week later. Was, oh, yeah, is that much longer? Yeah, it was yeah, at least it was a week. quite a while hmm. after. And so I was talking to this dude, and he's like, "Yeah, I just, I just." freaking heard a two-stroke going winding up and down the road and this was on a certain road in Ben Lomond like a block or two from where the guy on Facebook posted that he saw my bike mm-hmm. which he identified to me on the phone yeah yeah, he knew everything about it he knew everything about it he was crazy. like dude I raced two strokes I, I, yeah. I know them and the guy stopped in the street was like dude I raced two strokes I know them <laughs> nice <laughs> I heard a two stroke going up this is not street legal they know yeah. so this this like the next like four or five days week or so I was just whatever time I had I was out in that neighborhood with my truck like pounding we on hounding, doors we were stopping people cards. on the road handing out cards like 
Christmas Day, we were out. <laughs> Christmas Day. Yeah. Cats coming out from a, a what we were told was a suspicious neighborhood, quote unquote. And uh, she pulls out from a corner, and this U-Haul goes by. Oh no! <laughs> I'm fucking looking at this U-Haul. It's a U-Haul with a red panda. Red panda on, on the side, and I'm looking yeah, at it, shit. and I was like, "Huh." This dude. Ah, uh, shit. This, <laughs> this dude locks eyes with her. <laughs> And goes flying by. Oh, shit. Passing cars. Passing cars. No, shit. Right? Yeah. I wasn't there. Go ahead. So he... I looked over and I saw him and I, like, did a double take and looked at him and fucking locked eyes. And he f- figured out, I guess, by the truck that I was driving, because my truck was in the driveway when they stole the bikes, uh-huh. um, that it was it was me. And I fucking <laughs> did the mad dog. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit, you're the asshole. <laughs> and he goes flying past me, goes from a corner where he's going maybe 10 miles an hour, gets up to 60 in a really short straightaway, past two cars, and I'm right behind him because I'm like, fuck you, (laughs) I'm not letting you go. And I'm on the phone. At this I'm getting a message on Facebook from Kat, like, I just saw the truck. Yeah. (laughs) I just saw him, I'm I'm behind him. And I called him and I'm like, ah, like I I saw the guy and he's like, oh, where'd you see him? And I'm like, I'm right behind him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in pursuit. Yeah. (laughs) And I was basically like, I'm like, should I call the cops and tell them I'm chasing him? But no, I don't want to because we have nothing. nothing. But it's the guy. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, the fucking it's all guy. Suspicious so what feelings, happened? Right? So we followed him. We followed him. Cat uh, followed him down. Yeah, him down to uh, like Redwood or yeah, Redwood. Redwood Road. on like Felton, like uh, just by the uh, Highway Nine and uh, Bigfoot Museum. The Bigfoot Museum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yep. And uh, he turns around, and I'm I'm trying to catch up with them. So I go to Redwood, and I'm I'm on Highway Nine South. And I see this U-Haul coming towards me, and I'm like, that's the plate that she gave me. Okay, so whip around. Mm-hmm. We both follow him into Valero. <laughs> Are you at least lean, leaning out the window going, wow, wow, <laughs> <laughs> We both wish. We both, we, I flip around, I meet up with Kat. We follow him into Valero going south on Graham Hill. Gas station. Yeah. Gas station. Gas station. He fills up. He's awkward Me and Kat pull time. up, and I'm like... What are we gonna do? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like super shrugging. I right would have called like, the cops I don't know right what the then fuck and there, man. But we have nothing, though. You got the video of the. We have nothing. We, we, have, we no, have no proof. We have no there's, proof. There's that, no way that we video could've... does not define. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. That's and exactly so the guys, we the guys like eyeing us, yeah, right? The entire time. The entire time, he fills up. He goes like 20 feet, stops his truck, gets out of his truck, gets on his phone. Call somebody. The dude Call somebody. shows up. Somebody shows up, climbs in the truck, and he's watching us the entire fucking the, time. Like fucking dr- daggers, dogging us. Yeah, <laughs> daggers. And then uh, you know he he goes uh, he leaves, and we're like we we can't do shit because we don't have shit. This we we can't prove anything. But he goes across the street, picks somebody up from the Safeway parking lot, uh-huh. which is like a known like druggy pickup, <laughs> right? Okay, so fast forward like a few days. Um, I go and review the 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 footage again. I verify that it's a it's a red panda on the side of the the freaking U-Haul. I was like, and I think it, it looks then, like a red panda. And I also am in touch panda. with uh, a local police officer that I won't name here, but that Liza and I know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Give me what you 
so I'll give me a, mm-hmm. a plate or a partial plate and I'll tell my buddies to go up there and, and check it out so I gave him the partial plate and uh, again the definition or uh, the the uh, description description of the truck and uh, he sent his buddies out there searched everything didn't find shit well they found Pirelli tires and yeah and so they called us going hey did you guys miss it did, were there Pirelli tires on yeah. the bikes and we are so. like no but then we called Kenyon and he had Pirelli tires were stolen oh no shit so back up like three days or so that's when Kenyon got his yeah. shit stolen wow so it started trickling after <laughs> they searched so. once and then they searched again the next day and they found more they shit they found a lot of shit yep. so uh, ultimately, how did I get my bikes back? Uh, the cops somehow or another got somebody in custody. Do you know how they got that first guy in custody? So they picked him up for another felony offense, and they were surprise, holding it over surprise. his head, and they got him to snitch. They got him to snitch. Cool. Okay, and so he, he, he said, he, oh, yeah. here's where I dished the arm with 25. Yeah, he was trying to get out of other worse offenses. So felony uh, vehicle theft is what they were holding over his head. He must have done some fucked up shit. No doubt. <laughs> to go, yo, yeah, I stole that motorcycle and here's where it is. Mm, like, yeah. so so he's he's going away for a long time. They so said they got, he's going So they away. got one dude in within about a week or so, maybe 10 days of, of me losing my stuff. And then, like, like that same guy who told the the sheriff's office where where he ditched the bike gave them an address to where my CR250 was and that was Christmas day-ish no Um, it was a little after Christmas the the case got handed over to CHP like Christmas Christmas Eve Eve. so you're like you know what happens when things get handed over yeah (laughs) Right. It was bad. So I was given a, a new contact number, and uh, the gentleman I talked to uh, was CHP was very friendly, very helpful. He even came to my mm-hmm. house and like asked for the video again, and was like was talking to me. And he was he was, he was like, but, "Dude, uh, we're he was like we're we're about to execute a warrant." Yes. Because yeah. of the address that the first guy that got mm-hmm. arrested gave us. Nice. So three days later. Or two days later, they executed that warrant. Again, didn't find shit. Hmm. But uh, the the house across the block or on the same block as them. Yeah, it's like around the corner. The, the police think they have, uh, they were in cahoots with mm-hmm. or working mm-hmm. with. I think they got spooked. And uh, they went out and ditched my CR250 off the side of the road. Either that night or the day before, the, the morning. Yeah, before. they like spray painted oh, yeah, it. Yeah, not before painting after, it a lovely shade of green. <laughs> painting Jesus. it a baby turd green. Ugh, <laughs> bad. Fuck. But that's that's like the least of my worries. But you know? The and, thing that I really was amazed through all of this was the art. Our posts got shared over like 250 times yeah. in our mm-hmm. community. We have a small community here. It got shared over 250 times, mostly by people who are not in the motorcycle community and probably think that two strokes are the most obnoxious, <laughs> disgusting piece of machinery on the earth. Yeah, they wanted the asshole to stop riding it exactly. up and down the street. But <laughs> beyond that, the cops that showed up and helped out were 
awesome and were more than willing to go the extra mile to really figure out what was going on and to to get the video and to talk to each other and to work it out and if they had not been as um, forward and as determined as they were, we would have not gotten the bikes back. And were these Santa, Santa Clara County Sheriffs? or, or These were Santa Cruz Sheriffs at first, and then it went to CHP. Cool. And they were both, yeah, well, they were both awesome. CHP initially took the report. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. He took the uh, mm-hmm. missing vehicles report, and then it was sheriff's office yeah santa cruz county and then and then it got handed back to chp yeah but ultimately it was uh sheriff's office who who got both bikes back to me mm-hmm. yeah. who called me and luckily thank you new manager at costco i was like hey man there could be a possibility in the next couple of days that i might get one of my bikes back could i please leave work to go pick it up <laughs> so it doesn't get impounded and he's like yeah cool I want to help you out. So I took off for like an hour or two and went and got my freaking bike back, man. Congratulations. And also, Kenyon got his trailer back. He got his trailer back. They ditched his trailer and another biker saw it on the side of the road. These guys didn't try to sell anything that we know of. They took it for joy rides and ditched it one of them upside down in a creek Jeez. and another one off a fire trail they did yeah. not try to sell it at all so you know what? cocaine's a hell of a drug like oh, they just gonna say that there was no benefit they were I just taking math. it away it's from somebody. but yeah. so you know what they're gonna get the most time for putting anything oil related in a stream in santa cruz <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially that's yeah. life. That's yeah. life in Santa Cruz. Doug, no what, parole. What, is, what is the lesson learned here? What's the lesson learned here? Um, don't give too much faith in your community. Uh, your 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 neighbors d- don't lock your shit up. That's what I'm trying that's to say. The lock your shit up. Have faith in your community, yes. but don't put it past anybody to walk by and take some shit of yours that they want well, yep. well especially in santa cruz because this is you know land of the petty theft so right. i mean mm-hmm. so what i'm saying now is like get a get a get a lock get a towing cable and put a lock on it get get some cable get some chains do get something some it'll cost you 50 100 bucks something a shed whatever yeah. you it'll, it'll make it all that much easier for somebody to steal or all that much easier for you to get it back just yeah. break lock here in just the tent break lock. and there's yeah, also um, there's little GPR uh, Bluetooth trackers yes. so yeah, Bluetooth they're trackers. called tracker R's and I got Doug some for Christmas and we put them on the XR's but we didn't put them on the dirt bikes oh. but um, they ping off Bluetooth on phones and so if anybody's as long as you near have it, the app you don't. I, you just have to have your Bluetooth on. Nah. So Pretty if you, sure you have, have to have the app, you have to have the app too. I don't yeah. think so. You have to okay. Have the app. Okay, but if it's near somebody that has the app, if anybody walks past it or anything like that, it'll ping the exact yep. GPS location to your phone. Hmm. It's very similar to the tile. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It works on Bluetooth. Uh, the tile might have a little bit more range, but I think the uh, the tracker T R A C K R. Yeah. Uh, is cheaper. It is. And it does have a replaceable battery, which the the tile, the tile does doesn't. not. Oh. Well, the both companies will. 
the tile will replace the tile for free if the battery runs out. And they, then, they do a recycling kind of program where you get a percentage back. But and then they Tracker they will also send you a free battery, too. So, yeah, I yeah. think the lesson here is do something. I know do something. After yeah. we had the mini bike stolen, the tent uh, garage that's outside the lock garage, I put up a security uh, motion sensor uh, light that has a camera on it and an audio warning. So at least they know, like, dude, I'm watching you. Yeah, I think yeah. that anything... <laughs> helps and actually, I've also heard like throughout the world and people that travel around the world they'll just put a cover on it so that way people don't know What's what kind of motorcycle it is yeah, how much right. it's valuable just a generic cover it's a word for a lot of people that travel third world countries and all that all yeah any, anything that makes your bike less of a target or or let more of a deterrent or for people taking keep it, it covered will help covered like I don't have nightmares very often, but when I do, I have these <laughs> horrifically realistic ones where I'm like full of anxiety, and one of those things is getting my bike stolen. Yeah, and like right. I can't imagine going out in my garage. Or oh, I, I like what the fuck? That's like, yeah, you know? a screwdriver. Hey, wait, Dad, Dad, really quick, can you do the audio warning? Yeah, do it, do it. Oh yeah, oh, so no. Jim recorded the audio one. Oh, I can't remember the audio. I, I can't remember it. I got all I know is it called me fucker three times yeah. last night. <laughs> <laughs> you were trespassing. Yeah, I think it pretty much wrapped it up. The yeah. authorities have been yeah contacted. Uh, exactly. Fucker. <laughs> I know Liza is curious as to how I felt in that moment mm-hmm. when I walked out and discovered my my shit was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, She's only hoping it's to okay cry. to cry. As as a biker and as someone who's had confidence in the in their community, because you know I believe what you put out is what you get back, but not always the case. Apparently, um, what I was feeling in that moment was was, of course, dread, which I said earlier, but also like massive the, disappointment. The, the, let it out, man. Let the it desire out. to like help other people to not. Let this happen to right. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and the re- the response I got from from our neighboring our neighboring communities was so helpful and so positive. Yeah, you know, check your really chakra awesome. at the door. Just just saying. I want to say like <laughs> I'm not trying to go a big rubbery one here, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like the the response from the community was so good and so helpful. And, I, and there's a few people that like really stood out with that and and actually did have a. An impact on on getting these fucking things back. Well, there were also people who were who didn't know us, who didn't ride at all, who were volunteering their time to champion um, fundraisers to get us money to get wow. new bikes. Yeah. There oh were people God. who They're had like, no like soccer moms who had literally no tie to the community or to anything to do with us that were wow. willing to put in their time and everything. I think one of the unintended side effects that really resonated with me is the night after they were stolen, I couldn't go outside on my own. It's two in the morning. I was like, ah, shit, I forgot my charger in my car. And I was laying there and I was going, no, uh, I can't go out. I can't go out there. Can't go out there. And it just completely violated my house yeah. and mm. like my safe space. So I had to wake Doug up <laughs> and bring him out with a flashlight at two in the morning because I didn't want to go outside alone anymore. Like that was terrible. Yeah, don't do that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you got your bikes back. Yeah, me it, too. it is a very yeah, sucky feeling. Yeah, it could have been a very expensive lesson, but it was a very cheap lesson, thankfully. Well, and, and Graffiti Mover will take off that rattle can fairly easily. <laughs> Dude. We've been using Carb Clean. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the, the kicker was my brother sent me a, a brand new set of plastics. Mm-hmm. For Christmas, All right. I had them in a box, waiting for them to put on. The other kicker was, Cat had also 
bought me a brand new DID chain for that bike. And also bought me some uh, custom powder-coated white foot pegs to put on the CR250 that was also stolen. They took it because it was... I wrapped it, it was all gift, night, wrapped and, in a they, bag and I put it in the carport shit. because I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna hide this from Doug." Oh no! And they fucking snagged the presents oh, yeah. too, and so I'm like, "You're fuckers. such Grinches!" Bastards! So, like u- ultimately cost maybe four hundred bucks. Yeah. Four or five hundred okay. bucks. It's still under lar- grand larceny, isn't it? Dude, so they can't really, well, no, 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 well, because, because uh, well, no, they, they stole the value it. of the bike because, is, because yeah, they, they stole, stole it. it. Yeah, it's let's wrap it up. Fifty dollars. What else you got, Liza? So I'm glad that you got those bikes back. You know why? Because you could take those down to the Mojave and ride them there. Ooh. Yeah, you know, because Jim did that recently. Jim. I want you to tell me about this Mojave trip because this looked fucking amazing. Yeah, well, just to juxtapose Doug's holiday, um, yeah, it was fucking <laughs> rad. So <laughs> I'm sorry you had the tough time that you did, but um, yeah, we jammed down to uh, the Mojave Desert for a few days, and it was it was just fucking awesome. So, um, long story short, uh, I had like ten days off, and. Uh, and I was like, you know, I had nothing to do. And I'm like, well, screw it. Let's get out of town. So me and I have a 15-year-old son um, loaded up the bikes. I got a cargo van, loaded up the bikes, gear, firewood, coolers. And um, like a friend of mine said. You, you loving know, on my man, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> Is that part of the shit over there? <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I'm just going to stop there. Anyway. So long story short, yeah, and um, threw some mattresses in there, because like my friend Tommy Bracamonte says, it's like, it's not a vacation when you sleep on the ground, and I firmly <laughs> believe that. <laughs> so the, the rad thing about the van is I could literally take uh, mattresses from the house. So grabbed a couple of mattresses, threw them in the van, and uh, we rolled down to the desert. Um, we ended up about an hour south of Barstow. Um uh, like yeah, it was on the eastern edge of the Mojave Desert, and it was a place called uh, Johnson Valley. So Johnson Valley, Soggy Dry Lake, uh, Cougar Butte, a couple of areas out there. And if you've ever, if you've been out there, you know what it's like. But if you haven't, you can imagine just there's fucking nothing around. Not even you, been, you were researching this for a while and talking about I doing this. I have been. Well, you know, I picked up a '99 DR350 dual sport, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's the writing I've, I'm really wanting to do is more dual sport writing. You know, it's a it's a beautiful country out there, and you don't have to go far from Santa Cruz to find some great writing, whether it's the Sierras or Mendocino County, or this time of year, it's like where can you go? You know, in the middle of winter and have some fun dirt biking. So we hit the desert. So you just you just drive out there and park and you're literally just in the middle of the desert. Uh yes. So you go you know you can imagine it's like a paved road to a smaller paved road to a jacked up paved road to a dirt road and then you just kind of end up in the desert and you just go. And it's kind of interesting cuz we're so used to conforming here to all the roads and rules etc. And then you go out there and you're like, "Holy shit, I can drive wherever the fuck I want." But it's n- it's not all flat. There are these outcroppings, right? Yeah, you'd think it'd be all flat, but once you kind of get into the detail of it, if you can imagine there's large rock outcroppings, you know, maybe a few hundred feet that spread out, then flat desert in between, and off in the distance would be a mesa or another large rock outcropping, and then just kind of scrub, um, you know, light scrub all through the desert. Um, yeah, and we found a chill place to stop, unload the van, and uh, and got to riding. So, 
very few people out there. We saw a couple of people, very few homes or anything like that. There's really nothing. But but it, when I told lies, is so as soon as we pull up and I look around, and I think it was after we f- took our first morning ride, I got back and I texted Liza and I said, I found Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's no rules. You can fucking ride wherever you want, any direction, any you know whatever the train's out there. You can shoot guns. You can light shit on fire. <laughs> I mean, it's like I love I love good adult fun, hmm. and there's good adult fun to be out here, nice. out had out there. But um. Yeah, it was really, it was a lot of fun. The weather was great. It was cold at night, clear, and, and maybe late, uh, high 60s during the day. And we typically did three rides a day. We'd wake up in the morning, cook a big kick-ass breakfast, like pork chops, eggs, that kind of stuff. Coffee, of course. And then uh, we'd jump on the bikes and ride. We'd ride in about... Um, Oh, maybe 10 or 12 mile clips. We did about 30 to 40 miles a day. And it was really varied because we could go through, you know, soft sand, hard sand, um, you know, firm desert. There were some uh, maintained dirt roads you could just haul ass on. Um, and then you could do some rock stuff as well. So you could get a little bit technical. Um, so it was, a, it was a real, it was much more of a variety of riding than, uh, than I thought it would be. I think it's rad. You got me stoked to go do it Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, we got a posse up and roll down there. So we're jamming, and all of a sudden we come up on, we're like, wait, what's this? Out in the middle of nowhere, there's a, a heavily uh, bermed flat track. What? <laughs> like what? in the middle of nowhere. You're no like, way. what the fuck? Yeah, and you're like, shit, yeah. So blah, we're rocking Dude. it. And, um, but, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too hard. And the best part, like you could be hauling ass thinking you know what you're doing, you know, because you can jam out there. And then here comes a turn, and you're like, I got this. And it's real soft, and you're like, I'm fucked. I don't have this. <laughs> so then all you have to do is you just keep going straight. You're like, fuck it. You run over a bush, you know, maybe through a couple of washes. Sorry, bud. And you just keep going. You're like, yeah, I do know what I'm doing all of a sudden. You're gonna say titty bar, like oh look at this. Yeah. Oh, turn around this corner and look at your. Fa- it got yeah, my attention. Yeah. Did, did you put G- get the GPS coordinates for that track so you can go back and find it again? Uh, no, I did not. Oh. And along the GPS thing, what I would highly recommend is don't drink a bunch of whiskey and then go for a <laughs> go for a, a night ride by yourself. No. <laughs> it was awesome because I'm like yeah because we had a great day of riding like I said. Keep it and real. And we came man. back had a badass dinner. This is the third ride of the day I take it. This is that. This is. Yeah, third and a half. This is the half ride. So as we start cooking dinner, I get into the bourbon a little bit, and I'm like, "Yeah, man," because it was such a fun day of riding. It was I was in such a good mood, nice. and like my nice. body felt good. I was just like, well, "I'm getting fired up now," just talking about it. Yeah, twenty one um, again. <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, I end up sipping on this nice. this bourbon. A li- You're always nineteen upstairs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so after we're done, we've got the the campfire going, and it's just really nice. And I'm like, this is the a great time for a ride, you know? Yeah. yeah, and there was no moon. It was a new moon. Oh, shit. So I fucking haul ass, and I'm just having, because I'm having a great time still, I just fucking haul ass, because you can go straight in any direction. At night. Works. At night, yeah. And then I get like two minutes, three minutes out, and I look around, could not be more fucking lost. Oh, shit, <laughs> dude. Well, all you have is this headlight, and it's like a zombie headlight. So right. all you see is what's in the headlight. So I'm like, huh. 
all right, I better get sober real quick here. Because <laughs> it's going to be 29 degrees, right? and I'm wearing dirt bike gear. Oh, God. And um, so anyway, it's nice to know you can kind of gather your witch when you need to. And I, so I turned off the light, and I just chilled for like five minutes. And then like, all right, and I slowly did a little, uh, you know, uh, outgoing circle until I saw something I recognized. And wow. um, But yeah, so then, then jammed back and actually ended up sleeping in all my dirt bike gear that night. <laughs> Shit guards, armored jacket, everything. It was awesome. Nice. You're ready to ride the next morning. But yeah, so yeah, but so it was really fun. And um, well, you Jim, know, I was following your photos on Facebook and yeah, shit. We and I was like, I was like super jelly, yeah. man. Like you can just like pick up and go do something like that, man. It's well, you know, it, it's, I heard you talking about it, and then yeah. you just went and did it. Yeah, that's like awesome. that's that's so fucking cool that you can just go do it. Yeah. What yeah. bike? What bike did you bring? Uh, so we brought the TTR 125 and the DR 350, oh, and you know huh. they they both did well. I was curious how they were going to do in the sand because they're a little underpowered for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we got into a few hill climbs um, that were pretty pretty loose sand and pretty like you're on it and shit's flying. Um, but the bikes ran actually great. It's the best the DRs run. I threw a new spark mm-hmm. plug in it, which I think helped. But um, the bikes ran great. They ate up the sand. Um, you know the suspensions work good. It's amazing how good dirt bikes work. But it. it it's worth, if you want to get a crew to go down there and have a good time, it's really a place where you can go with a bunch of friends and just yuck it up and have it. We actually took bocce balls. We are like, <laughs> rode back up in this funky-ass little canyon, like, nice. totally hidden away, and it's, like, some Joshua trees, a bunch of rocks, and some, you know, some run, like, whatever, little creeks from the water and shit, and we played bocce for, like, an hour. That was fucking great. We little should high, rent an RV and go up Yeah, there. we should. Well, yeah, by we the, should. Well, and yeah, and you can do that. So yeah. anyway, it, it was you a lot of trucks. fun. Trucks, you don't need RVs. We have motorcycles. You RVs don't need have, RVs. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, RVs have yeah. heaters. I need heaters to survive. <laughs> so yeah, well yeah, especially out there because I froze my ass off, man. It was like 29 degrees at night. I ended up popping a couple of uh, hand warmers and throwing them in my my sleeping bag because it got so cold. But. It's cool, you know, and and there again, back to the AMA, um, you know, those are the people that protect this land for us to ride on. So uh, be aware of what's going on, because this is the land where actually there's a marine base on the eastern side that's trying to expand. You know, we're talking like, you know, tens of thousands of acres into the into the, the, the open space area. So be advised. But, yeah, if you ever get a chance to go ride down in the Mojave, it's a fucking hoot. It's beautiful. You could see for probably 30 or 40 miles. There's snow-capped mountains. And, yeah, I ate shit once. Seamus crashed twice. Um, it's like falling. If someone went to the beach and fluffed up all the sand, that's what, like, we fell in. It was like, oh, my God, that was, like, the most gentle fall I've ever taken it's in like, my life. It's like a powdery sand, though, right? It's not like beach sand. It's like soft, silty, powdery sand. Right? Yeah. It's like million-year-old beach sand. Yeah, yeah, much softer. And, yeah, um, yeah and it was nice. The, so that time of year, it was cool. There's no weird shit coming out of the ground, like scorpions and fucking snakes <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But, um, Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, so it was fun. It, we, had, we had a good time. And, um, yeah, I'd like to do more of it. Cool. Well, I'm glad you had that trip. I know you've been talking about it, and you finally got it done. Well, the last thing I'll say, though, add to it, is what I, my work we were doing today is, um, about a month ago, I put these really nice new little turn <laughs> indicators on my DR. <laughs> yeah. They look sweet. They were small, tight. I'm like, yeah, it looks sexy. When I got to the desert, I immediately broke them both off. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's why the stock ones are rubbery. Okay. So we spent the day putting the stock rubbery ones on, but I have to acknowledge something Emma did today. 
So when we got everything wired up and you know all the in- turn indicators functioning again, when we turned them on, they wouldn't flash. So we quickly dialed it into the uh, turn signal relay, sent Jake off on the scooter to pick up a new one at the hardware store. It was four bucks. We plug it in, and it still doesn't work. So Emma takes the pliers. This is you think it's stain, uh, state, uh, solid state, but she takes the thing apart the relay, we pop it open, and it's mechanical. Mm-hmm. So I'll let Emma describe what we did from there. Well, I or mean... What, it, the, what the issue was, why it wasn't blinking, and what we Well, did. no, well, but hang on a minute, because the original Suzuki turn signal relay is solid state, and it's got God knows what in it. Yeah, it's, it's a little it's, printed circuit board. It's printed circuit board. It's 40 bucks. Yeah, because we shook it, it rattled, and that was... Yeah, and one of the diodes had yeah. fallen off, so that's that. Um... So I sent Jake down to the local auto parts store. I said, just get a 12-volt flasher relay. It'll be fine. So um, she comes back with this thing. It was four bucks. And it still didn't flash. But the old school ones, which is what it was, it's a bi-metallic strip. When I say bi-metallic strip, it's a piece of metal that has one kind of metal on one side and one kind of metal on the other side. And the way it works is when the current passes through it, the strip heats up and it bends because there's different kinds of metal. It loses contact, the turn signal goes out, cools down and flips back to its original position. Click, the turn signal goes on. And that's how they work. And it's a very, very fine adjustment. The closer the contacts are together, the quicker it flashes. The further apart they are, the slower it flashes, or it doesn't flash at all. So we just got the pliers out and we made the adjustment for your turn signals. Works great! Awesome. <laughs> and we actually saw it working. Well, yeah. We, we, you took the cover off and there's this little... It's amazing how these mechanical things work and there was a, a wire about the size of a human hair that you had to reconnect that had come in loose and I think that maybe was part of the issue and then um, you basically f- like fucked with it part you know sort of a French but you just p- <laughs> were pinching it with your fingernails and it would blink really fast and then it would not blink at all and then it would stay stuck on and eventually it just so it started clicking perfectly so yeah very cool awesome. thank you <laughs> So, uh, I think we have a little bit of time. Let's get to some emails. Bagel, what you got there? Tra-la-la. Yes, I have an email from John Smith. John writes, Good afternoon, Misfits. Good afternoon, John Smith. (laughs) I've listened to the podcast for quite a long time now. So long, I don't even remember when I started. You guys are awesome, and the cause you support will keep the tradition of motorcycling alive. My daughter is 12, and I've been seeing if she catches the motorcycle bug. She's been riding with me since she was 7 or 8, and has even put the shop gloves on to help change tires and rebuild brakes. Oh, good girl. She did a great job pulling the calipers apart, cleaning everything, and the entire and the entire reassembly. I was amazed. Yeah, she'll be riding. Don't worry. Sounds like it. Get uh, her that TTR. Yep. And John says, I'd like to make the next step a longer project of a small restoration. She has to be 15 or 16 in Washington to ride. Uh, so we have so we have time. Uh, I've been showing her pictures of mopeds and small bikes to see what she thinks, but she really likes scooters. Oh God! To- oh, come on. <laughs> oh the death traps! Oh, yeah. Please, Bagel would disagree. They're death traps. I'm going to so, say that right now. My question is: What is a decent scooter to get? Something not complicated with a good availability of parts. I'd like to spend just a couple hundred bucks up front. I get it that that it may be a small money pit over time. And this is not going to be museum or show quality build. This is about the experience and the end result. Thoughts? 
And he continues, as much as I like Emma's army, I'm just a misfit and proud of it. Uh, we dabble in everything from, sorry. from woodworking, metal, and electronics, and electrical to engines and whatever else That's seems awesome. interesting that day. That's Isn't very that cool. That is great. Right. Yes. And he says, for the infamous question, my UTB up the butt bike is the <laughs> KRGT1 from Arch Motorcycles. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. What a bike. Man, I just love that bike the first time I saw it. Anyway, you guys rock. I look forward to every podcast. Listen to you next week, John. Nice. So I'm, I'm, John. I'm wondering if Bagel can answer that question oh, in two yes. words. Bagel's Honda better. Arrow 50. In two words. <laughs> well, I've but got, Josh. I've, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a couple of, of suggestions. For a couple hundred dollars? For Well, for a couple hundred dollars, you can definitely get like an Elite 150 like Liza's got several of. <laughs> and you can rock that and get around and it's relatively easy to work on. Parts or parts can be found. But the, if, if she's really serious about riding, the scooter that I would recommend is a what's called a genuine buddy. Yeah. Um, the buddy comes in 125, uh, 150, and 170 fuel injection uh, versions. Uh, 125 and 150 are carbureted. But any any for anybody is a great bike. Um, in fact, even the 125s will will go up to 65 miles an hour if you really want them to. Um, but they are perfect for around town, uh, and they're they're very low seat height for uh, a a younger female rider who may not be very tall. I don't I have no idea how tall his daughter is. Phil did the Lake Erie Loop yes. on a, a buddy, which is what, uh, like 800 miles? Uh, 600 and 600 some miles. Some mile race. Yeah, in one day <coughs> on, a, yeah. on a, a pink buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but they're, they're fantastic bikes. They're Taiwanese made, v- extremely good quality. Um, they used uh, the uh, basic GY6 motor, but but a very good build of it. Um, they, they're, they're, they're inexpensive bikes and uh, for really, in my experience, for the money, they you can't beat them. They are they're just great little bikes that that run like like snot. I've got another suggestion, Bagel. Sure. Do you think for two hundred bucks, John could find um, perhaps a, uh, an accident damaged Vino one twenty five? It's possible. Um, Vino 125 would also be another decent bike. Um, the Vinos are not as fast as the Buddies, though. That's Right, that's true, thing. but they've got that Yamaha build quality. Even though they're built... I think the Vinos are built in China or Taiwan. Probably. But it's got that Yamaha backup of parts, which I like. Honestly, the, the build quality of the Buddies rivals any any Japanese. Well, you're the expert here, so yeah. yeah. I, I have been extremely impressed with the quality of Buddy bikes, or the genuine Buddies. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, if you find if you find a, a Riva or Yamaha uh, Vino for one twenty five, uh, one twenty five for a couple hundred bucks, that might be make a good possible. Yeah, uh, any eighties Yamaha or Honda scooter, it may be a death trap, but it'll be a couple hundred bucks, and it'll be easy to get parts. Yeah. You're talking affordable and easy to work on. Or, or if you really want to, you know, get into tinkering, you could always go with a vintage Vespa. Um, you can find some of those around, uh, like a P one twenty five X. You can get. <laughs> those for possibly a couple hundred bucks too and that's a, they're a lot of fun to work on and they're two strokes they're fun to ride that's also another possibility what do you think Kat? uh i think that while getting a scooter for her to tinker on would be a good idea also getting her on a small dirt bike getting sure. her out in the dirt would be the yeah. way to get her started since mm-hmm. it sounds like she has a few years before she can get on the street that's a really good point. get those skills built up and there's no skills like dirt skills when you're first starting out on street because it'll yep. make you have a lot less shit your pants moments <laughs> and i think the only thing not to do not buy any of the chinesium scooters no 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 no, no, no. 
there's a lot of people out there selling one. Oh, it's yes. only got 400 miles on it. Engine doesn't turn over. Yes, thank you, Liza. Uh, yeah, yeah yes. 600 miles on that scooter. If, if, I know. if someone if someone wants to give you a free Chinese scooter and you really want to mess around with it. Knock yourself out, but don't spend any money to buy one. You're going to spend more money in parts. Yeah, than but he, you will well, buy on Jeremy the got lucky with one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have one. It was like six thousand miles on it, but I tinkered a lot with it, and you know, and, you, you're and one of the lucky ones. You're project. one of the lucky yeah. ones that the rear axle didn't shear on. Okay. <laughs> so, so best advice is do not buy one of those. But I, I like Cat's away. advice yeah. about a small dirt bike is a great idea. Like yeah, a little KX a or something. You can find those all over the place. Um, Charlie, you got an email there to read? No, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sitting there the whole time, Charlie. How did you lose it? You had no, one I lost job, it. Charlie. I lost it you had one job. And no one found it. Oh, Is this we it? found it. No, we found it. All we right. gave you the Char- shortest Charlie. Charlie, right, here we okay. go. Before you we had one job. Before we begin here. Oh, yeah. You want to notate that Charlie <gasps> yes. has been inducted. Oh, yes. To He's Vampire's no MC. Yeah. Didn't, didn't we mention that last? We, we did yeah. mention did. it. He's no oh, longer a prospect. He's a big boy now. Okay, no, I wasn't here. Your, your adventures begin. Right, well, so. well, it didn't begins. matter until Doug said it anyway. Go ahead, Good, Charlie. Because nobody cares anyway. <laughs> yeah. We all care. <laughs> this is true. All right. <laughs> get ready. Here we go. <laughs> Who is this from? Um... I uh, just wanted to drop a line and say thanks for... Pre- it doesn't say who it's from. <laughs> no. It says at the end. We'll get there. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Will we, though? Sass no. level. Will we? Damn, okay. Charlie. <laughs> okay. I uh, just wanted to drop a line and say thanks for providing some of the audio entertainment I enjoyed while bringing my new-to-me bike back to life. It's Ooh. a 1992 Kawasaki Zephyr 750. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. lovely bike. Um... That had been sitting unloved for over 10 years before I picked it up for next to nothing. I also have to add that Naked Jim is my favorite, but I'll march, <laughs> but I'll march with Emma's Army anytime. Right on! <laughs> well, Emma's Army and Naked Jim do march uh, hand and leg occasionally. Yes, occasionally <laughs> we do, don't we, Jim? Keep up the good fight, Rob. Right on, Rob. Thank you, Rob. And I wanted to send a big thanks to uh, David Witten, who sent us a package. And it was an actual package, because in it, if you look up in the ceiling here, we have a tiger-stripe painted dildo that we have now mounted. It's quite festive. To the top of the garage. Wow. Is that thing used? (laughs) (laughs) Does that that come out like that? It's like the the Tony the Tiger branded dildo. Is that Uh, It's great. Wait, I have a couple couple of questions. Is it it hand-painted? Yes. And why did they take the time? to hand paint a dildo for Isaac. Because I think it looks cool. Well, why not? here's the thing. And in the package <laughs> because fucking was that's a bottle of alcohol that Ooh. was not for Emma. Ooh. This one was Ooh. for Isaac. Yeah, oh, really. First bottle of alcohol that's not for Emma. I'm honored. Well, that's when you get pegged by that dildo, homeboy. What, <laughs> what bottle is this? Uh, it's an Ink Imperial Stout from Cincinnati. Ooh. And uh, this is from Dave and Jess. Um, when, they, nice. when they stopped by, they were out here and they brought their friend uh, Michael down from San Francisco and I got to take them all on a cruise of Westcliff. Sweet. Oh, nice, cool. My treat. Sweet but, treat. Uh, but thank you guys so much, and it was delicious. That's cool. And right I, on. I shared it because it's ten percent, and I would not be able to ride home. Ah. <laughs> all right, Cat. What do you got? 
Uh, a really long email. Uh, so it says your fantastic pod cast and questions on tag headweave. Wave. Right. Wave. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Uh, hello again, Miss Fitz. Before I get to my question, I have a couple comments for you. First, I want to tell you that all your podcast that your podcast just keeps getting better and better. Liza, hats off to you. Oh, stop. As I can tell. It, guys. Come on. That you are putting in a great deal of effort into the topics and show prep. Second, the last time I wrote to you, I mentioned that I own both a Ducati Monster and a Gilroy Indian. Yeah. Mm. Liza, I suggest you go back and listen to episode 80 with Darren Cads. Katie's. Katie's. What a great episode. Anyone who enjoys American V-Twin history or motorcycle history will enjoy this podcast. And speaking of history, I love Emma's History Hole in Yay. all capitals with explanation points. Tra -la -la. Emma, it's, it's dark and deep. Thank you so much for the... <laughs> thank you so much for the time and effort you put in and that research. Agreed. The last one regarding Bessie Stringfield was outstanding. Oh, wasn't yes. she fabulous? And I shared one. it with my friends and daughter who's only 14 but already dreams of fabricating her own motorcycle. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wait a minute. Do you remember what come, came after that segment? Well, that, it, it, oh, yes. no. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Knock. I, I hope Bessie would inspire her and the other female writers even after her passing. I just had to tell her mom to stop the podcast after the history hole and not listen to the list of porno rankings. Of the terms. But damn, that was funny, Knock. <laughs> thought it was. I thought it was a good idea. Emma, I would love to hear an Emma's history hole on Philip Vincent. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah. I have yeah. always loved the bike, and my up-the-butt bike would def would be a fully restored Vincent that I parked in the living room and only took out to yes. ride on Blue Sky Days. Yeah. Black Shadow, don't mind if I do. Emma, mm, if you are interested and you do the story, I will repay you with a nice bottle of gin. Right, Ooh. it's coming next week. Yep, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Emma's army is powered by gin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and just so you know, um, they mentioned the headwave system, which I had never heard of. And this? I contacted the company there in Germany. And it's actually um, it's an exterior-mounted speaker system for your helmet that uses the helmet to... Conduct sound. Conduct the sound what? throughout the helmet. That's rad. So, and I did email them asking if we could get a demo. His <laughs> question. His question was, "Do you have any experience with the tag headwave system? I take two to three thousand mile road trips on my old Indian, and my ears ache after hours of earbuds in. This could be a great answer to the or." This could be a great answer if the quality is there. If you don't well, have any experience well, and your hag is listening, well. please send one to Liza, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, blah. we don't yeah. have any okay. information. You know what? So it looks like a Kickstarter-type prototype yeah, project now. Is it a real I thing? I believe it's existing, yeah. So, so I saw it, and I don't see anything where you could order or buy it or nothing. What, like yeah, what I'm waiting for is there. there's a cell phone that has... Uh, cochlear resonance, or not cochlear, it's it's uh, earbud resonance, mm -hmm. so it's not actual sound waves that use vibrations to create uh, an artificial sound, basically, mm -hmm. and it's used in mostly construction workers' phones because it doesn't get uh, garbled by external noise, so mm -hmm. it, uh, it uses sound wa or waves of vibrations directly into your eardrum. That's what I'm waiting for with motorcycles, because... Okay. 
think that's the way yeah, so get, a, go. get a Santa and wear earplugs. That's interesting. But I, but the headwave system, is that a noise cancellation system? Or Don't know yet. We'll have, oh. have to get it and we'll test it out. Interesting. Yeah. Can you give that a second one to Matt to read? Oh. There's only... The one right at the end. <clears throat> oh. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what you got, Matt? It is a message that says, Oh my God. You told me not to do it, so I could not help myself. I googled cake fart. <laughs> I just about crashed laughing so hard. What the hell? <laughs> so, so, so the lesson is don't Google and ride or drive. <laughs> oh, my God. That was an anonymous uh, text that came in. All right, Emma, you got one there? Yeah, it's a very, very short one. And... <laughs> Turn it off, Jim. Jim, was that a cake fart? You knock that shit off right now. I think I I missed this podcast, and now I'm I'm worried. Yeah, you did. Just a reminder, do not Google cake fart. There's no good result. What am I going to do tonight? Not that. All right, Emma. This reverse psychology is a motherfucker. (laughs) Jim, you knock it off. Emma, darling. This is um, from Kyle. He's in Pennsylvania. Um, no, actually, he's in Philly. Ah, I beg your pardon. Sorry, Kyle. Dear Misfits, I've listened to your, to the podcast from the newest to the oldest, trying to figure out what this inside joke is about liking a Suzuki bandit. <laughs> Would anyone care to elaborate on it and fill me in? Yes. I have a naked 97 with 49,000 miles. I wanted something smaller, but I paid 1400 delivered. I can nice. see Emma's nipples getting hard from if, here. If a $1,400 bike, dollar bike isn't for beginners, then I don't know what is. Now, we're going to come to the end here. Liza emailed him back and said, what size bandit? And, uh, uh, Kyle, it's a 1200. It was an S model, but somebody converted it to a naked model. Mm-hmm. Last year I had it on the dyno. Turned out a whopping 130 at the back wheel, which is about the guy in right for a really? 1200 Bandito. Nice mm. beginner bike. <laughs> yeah, okay. right? <laughs> Kyle, the other misfits might disagree with me. It's not an inside joke for me. I love bandits. As far as I'm concerned, if you're looking for an all-round bike... There is no better bike on the road. There absolutely is no better bike on the road. Why? Because you're sitting upright. So for an old fart yep. like me, I'm not going to break my back. They are yeah. fast as fury. Well, they're they're like detuned jigsters, right? Well, yeah. not like that, that well, I'm detuned. Just, I'm just curious as to <clears throat> why. Hmm. It's 1100. Okay, so versus it, versus other bikes. Okay, so versus a versus. Let's say <laughs> let's use a versus, and you know the versus well, thousand. No, we cannot use a versus because they don't come in the same yeah. displacements. <clears throat> well, let's use thousand. a thousand well, versus as an example, which right. is a damn good bike and is and very actually, very close to a bandit sh- in execution. At your shop right now, the versus and the bandit are next to each other. They are indeed hmm. because they're the same kind of bike. Right. But there's a there's a few of these bikes around. There's uh, the FZ one. Yep. The Versus 1000 and the Bandit. These are sporty handling bikes that take full-size rubber. Kawasaki. Honda, Suzuki. Yeah. Honda, you know... I didn't say Honda. Yeah, they haven't really got anything that's going on right now. CB1000, I think. CB1000. But let's go to the basic premise. You've got a bike that handles like a sport bike. It's got full-size rubber, so you've got a 120 section front tire, 190 section rear tire. 
So they handle well. They break well. But you're sitting upright on it. It's got a standard riding position. It's fast as fury. And you can bolt all kind of luggage to it if you want. Mm. Now, to me, that's a formula for a great bike. It's not a track day bike like Charlie's Daytona. Yeah, <laughs> very uncomfortable bike, don't buy one. So, uh, Emma, <laughs> Emma, has, has it stayed the same over the years, or is there yeah, the some, bandit, no, some years that are better than others? You know, the new Bandit, um, the 20, uh, 2016 Bandit, is pretty fundamentally changed. You still make them? The, oh, you can still buy a brand new Bandit, and it's like 8000 bucks. I mean, it's, it's a bargain. It's it is soon to be going the way of the concourse. It's become outdated. And the reason right. that she loves it, but the reason that we kind of discount it is for what you're getting. It's powerful, but it's a heavy bike. And for the it type is. of riding we're doing and the twisties, right. it's a bit heavy. It's just become outdated. I wasn't trying to discount it. I was no, just I know. purely curious right. as to why you personally are... I love the Bandit so much versus other bikes that can do the same thing. There's nothing that can do what a Bandit does. It's a sport tour now. It started yeah. out as a sport bike. Now it's a sport right. tour. So it sounds like and it's, it's my love of that engine. I mean, everybody here knows I have a long history of owning Suzuki's right back to the 70s yes. when I was riding my GS1000s. That engine, that mid-80s Jixa 1000 engine... That was the one to have. That oil-cooled engine was probably one of the best engines Japan ever produced. Yep. It's a powerhouse. I mean, it, you can pull trees out, <laughs> tree yeah. stumps out with the it's torque a, it produces. It's, a, it's an it's, 1100 that got punched out to 12, right? Right. Yeah. And it's just monstrous powerhouse, and you can do so much to it. If you give me a bandit and a couple of grand, I can provide you with a 200-horsepower motorcycle. That involves a turbo, doesn't it? You could probably you can turbo them, you can nitrous them, you can put cams <laughs> and, and pistons and 198 in horses. <laughs> cool. Does it make a good supermoto? Nah, nah. No. It's a bit big, and you know, but that's the point. It's a bit big and heavy. But I am going to come to a point. If a fourteen hundred dollar bike isn't for beginners, Kyle said, I don't know what is. Kyle, I'm guessing he's a little bit more mature. <laughs> and the reason I'm saying that is a $1,400 bike is for beginners, but a 130-horsepower bike isn't. No. It's and like, I'm, it's I'm like guessing... Learn, it's like learning to swim by throwing the kid in the deep end of the right. pool. Yeah. And I'm, or in the ocean. I'm guessing, and I stand to be corrected, that Kyle is a little more mature, and that's what's kept him alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But a 1,200 Bandit ain't a beginner bike. You've been extremely lucky, Kyle, and I admire your restraint. A 600 Bandit... That's a great beginner bike. Mm -hmm. And actually, my brother, I do have a brother mm -hmm. who lives in England. Mm -hmm. um, his wife is just starting motorcycling in her mid-40s. She's just gone through the Safety Foundation course, and he's looking for a 600 Bandit for her because he's a smart brother. I used to ride the 400 Bandit. A lot of people don't know that they made them. Yep. Yeah, and they're great. Yeah, and they're cool looking. So, yeah, we don't hate the Bandit. It's just there's certain bikes that... Um, for the type of riding we're doing, right. don't cut it anymore. And it doesn't matter how much power you have. It's about how well it can corner, how flickable it is. But, yeah, it's a big, heavy bike. There's no getting away from it's that. It's a brick. It's a brick. It's a brick, but it's a damn quick brick. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we got some quick announcements. Um, Doug and Jim are going to be heading up 
to Portland February oh, yeah. 10th through 12th yeah. for the One Motorcycle yeah. Show. Shout out to CC Motorcycles and the One Motorcycle Show. Really looking forward to it. I, yeah. hope, I hope you're planning on going to the Acropolis for Steak and Legs on Sunday morning. We'll uh, see how we feel. If it's full, <laughs> if it's full frontal nudity, we'll be there. Yeah. So if Steak and Legs? Steak and Legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steak and legs. It's called going to church. Yeah. 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 I will, we will have an open tab. <laughs> if you're up in the Portland or the, the Pacific Northwest, go check out the One Motorcycle Show. This, I believe, is the eighth year. It's a custom bike builder's heaven. It really is. Um, you're going to find all sorts of really cool bikes and builders and gear, everything up there. And flat track racing on Sunday. Yeah, flat track that. racing. This is February 10th through 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Portland. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, look for Doug and Jim if you're going to be up there. So I know we have so like Max and we have some other listeners I think that are going to be going as well. So we're going to be the dudes with the dildos <laughs> yeah. on, on the tops of our heads because yeah. that's the only way we're going to be identifiable. Right? So. And waving away the the giant bats that are flying at us. <laughs> <laughs> can't be here. This is bat country. <laughs> also, I wanted to give a big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. We just Shout got a out. new one today. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, Sweet. If for just five dollars a month. You get a limited edition Motorcycles and Misfits retro t-shirt. And they make you look fit. (laughs) It's a super cool shirt. Yeah, I just sent out some more recently. Um, It's a great deal, but we so appreciate our supporters. It's really helping out. By the by, I sent one to my mother for Mm -hmm. Christmas, and she was like, Douglas, I don't normally wear tight shirts, but this one... She messaged me on Facebook, too. <laughs> it's amazing. It's great. She's like, I love this shirt. It's so great. <laughs> cool. Nice. It's adorable. Um, and again, thank you to everyone who leaves reviews. If you haven't done so and you're willing to, please go to iTunes and leave a review. It helps everyone else kind of discover us. And we're still in that, that cycle of we're not just trying to gain more of the motorcycle riding podcast listeners we're trying to get more podcast listeners out there yep Yep. um this is still a growing thing so yeah just help spread the word tell your friends spread the love you also get your name on my next cast (laughs) let's hope that's not to get your cast down i know it's just chilling in our living room and it's kind of flies surrounding it no it's not it's not bad i scooped out all the nasty Oh, I was so excited to see your face when I said that, Notch. Watch Notch just absolutely dissolve into a puddle. Um, also, we don't have a date yet, but you may want to start cutting uh, down on the cupcakes and cookies. Oh, God. Because the naked guy is coming up. Cake crumbs all over my chest. Today's the, what, 15th, 16th? Isn't it next weekend? What? It's no, coming up in the next couple words. weeks in Santa okay. Cruz, downtown Santa yes. Cruz. So keep an eye out, Naked keep an ear time. out. We're going to announce it. If you're into it, you will hear about it in the next couple weeks. Get ready to cut some glass. This is our version <laughs> of the polar bear ride. We do it in the middle of the winter when it's cold. Yep. And Well, go. Liza doesn't do it. I don't do it. But I, I don't, don't do it either. I did it once. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but I I, I support everyone. Uh -huh. Try and make them feel no, comfortable. We'll keep yeah, yeah, you sure you Liza do. Liza will give you a reach around. <laughs> we'll, yeah. I don't look at Willie's. I don't. She does. I don't. Yeah, yeah, she Liza. does me out. Hey, Liza. She does. I get down to belly hair and start to Truth. get woozy. Truth. Hey, Liza, look Douglas, over here. I didn't no. know Liza, you were look. so hairy. Liza, yeah. look. Turn around, Liza. I only got to hair and I freaked out and I just go right back up. Like, hair around nipples freaks me out. That's about as far as I get. I just go back up to the eyes. Isn't the Kiva spot open again now? Yeah. It's, it's gonna, opening it's back be up very, very cool. soon, if not now. Okay, yeah. cool. they so opened we're, on we're, the 13th. We're waiting on that to give a definite date for the for the naked ride. So, cool. but you know, yeah. it, it was a very yeah. surreal it's happen very soon. It was a very surreal moment in my life, finding myself completely naked, <laughs> riding a '67 Triumph Tiger, and alongside me. Riding on an Elite 150 was Liza dressed as Evil Knievel. <laughs> and I just, I just studied my life at that point. Yeah, so weren't you also wearing knee-high leather high-heeled boots? Oh, yes. I know yeah. because I have a picture of that from behind. Yeah. Yes, it's brilliant. Do. I love it. And um, I studied my life at that point and I said, You've descended to this. This, this, this is well, where uh, you were meant to rather be. Rather ascended. Yes. Welcome to Santa Cruz, motherfucker. Hell yeah. Cool. Everything I've ever done has been for this moment. Yep. <laughs> and since I forgot to get ready to do the Zach bot, I'm just going to say, go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. There you can find links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Recycle Santa Cruz. You can also find us on iTunes. You can check us out <laughs> on YouTube. You can email us. You can find the link to our email. We've also I've been posting some newer pictures there. If you want to see, put a lot of uh, names to the voices, stuff like that. All the links are there. And you can reach out and call us at eight three one two nine one. Five one one two. If anybody can that. decipher that, email us. Let us know. <laughs> yes, that could be. Why we also have T-shirts for sale. We also have calendars for oh, sale. Oh, the calendars! Yes, we did sell a couple more calendars. Calendars are twenty dollars, and the easiest thing is just to either send a PayPal payment of twenty dollars to recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com or you can email us at that same email and just ask, "How do I buy a calendar?" Either way, I forward it to Mary, who will take care of it. And and or just so say hi. And darlings, you'll get to March and you won't want to turn the page. <laughs> this is like the Billy Mays pitch towards the end. It's like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, but wait oh, there's, only there's 1999. <laughs> you get a free boot. Uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Just one thank boot. Free you. nakedness. I'm calling it. Thank I'm you. Bye, it. This is our lovely host, Liza. Hey. I'm Doug. Bagel. Bam, bam. Naked Jim. Craig. Night, this, night. This is Doc. This is Isaac. <laughs> Emma Darling. Meow. Matt. Hard pipe, hard as fuck. Jungle. <laughs> 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 Jeremy. And we're out of here. Cool, cool, cool. cool.